So it's John chapter 14, and we begin at verse 8. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. Jesus answered, don't you know me, Philip, even after I have been among you such a long time? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe it? I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. The words I say to you, I do not speak of my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Or at least believe on the evidence of the works themselves. Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing. And they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. All this I have spoken while still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Nigel. And uh, yeah, let's just pray again as we, as we come to God's word. Father, we just ask that with the same power of that spirit uh, that we sense with us this morning, Lord, that you would breathe into us, that you would challenge us, that you would reassure us, that you would guide us. And in the responses of our hearts, that you would continue in all things to point us towards you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So this morning, uh, we're here to give thanks. Uh, we're here to reflect uh, on what it means to serve. Uh, we're giving thanks for a life uh, of service, and we're thinking about what that means in our own lives uh, as well. And you know, you don't have to be uh, an absolute devout monarchist or anything like that to, to appreciate and to respect the distinguished life of service uh, that the Queen has shown to her nation over 70 years. But what are the secrets, I wonder, behind 70 years of active service? I've been reading a little bit about this lately, and what I've noticed in reading uh, about it is that the same four things keep coming up time and time again. Firstly, the Queen is an absolute advocate for what she terms sensible exercise. None of this treadmill stuff, none of this, I looked down at my wife there, none of this 10-mile run stuff. <laughs> sensible exercise, by which she means good bracing walks, fresh air, maybe a little bit of horse riding from time to time. Secondly, proper medical care. Uh, that, that proper reminder to us that when we think there's something wrong with us, always get checked out and always go and get it seen to if you've got any health worries. Thirdly, the Queen absolutely loves 
simplistic dinners. She doesn't like big, complicated uh, dinners, believe it or not. She loves things like grilled chicken, grilled vegetables, and she insists that treats should be precisely that, just treats, uh, and only occasionally consumed. And the last, the last, but maybe not the least, uh, of what the Queen puts down to her long life of active service is a good gin and dubonnet every evening. I told the people at the first service I didn't know what Dubonnet was, and I was hoping they would tell me afterwards, but nobody did tell me. So I'm looking around here to see who knows what, uh, what Dubonnet is, and I see the light shining in some people's eyes who absolutely know what, uh, uh, what Dubonnet is. Uh, I think this is the sort of regime that even I could sign up to, uh, these four things. But this morning, we want to acknowledge, we want to give thanks for, and we want to celebrate and learn from a fifth reason for the Queen's enduring service. And that is probably the most important of them all. And that is her faith in Jesus Christ. Do you know, there's only one book that the Queen has ever written a preface to in all of the years of her reign. And that book is the one on the screen at the minute. It was published in 2016. And it is called, I love the title, The Servant Queen and the King she serves. And I think that by the fact that this is the only book that she's ever written a preface to, the Queen is making a statement here. And what she's saying here is that faith for her is connected to service, and faith and service linked are central to who she is and to everything that she does. You probably watched many of you the service from St. Paul's Cathedral on Friday morning. And if you did, you might remember that the opening hymn at that service was the great hymn, Christ is made the sure foundation. And that was no accident. It wasn't just something that was dreamt up at the last minute or was done in a very casual way. The Queen would have been behind that detail and she would have wanted that opening hymn to make a statement about the power that is behind her reign. That declaration of faith is the cornerstone of the Queen's service to the nation. And that declaration of faith was declared publicly as far back as the 21st of April, 1947, on the then Princess Elizabeth's 21st birthday, when she was with her parents and her younger sister on a Commonwealth tour of South Africa. And that day, she made a really moving and important speech in which she dedicated her life to the service of the Commonwealth. And she said these words, I declare before you all that my whole life, whether it be long or short, shall be devoted to your service. But I shall not have the strength to carry out this resolution alone unless you join in it with me, as I now invite you to do. I know that your support will be unfailingly given. God help me to make good my vow. And God bless all of you who are willing to share in it. I think that's quite remarkable that someone who was looking forward to this life of service, who understood what it meant to be a member of a royal family with lots of money, with lots of power, with lots of connections, with fancy palaces and all of the trappings that go along with monarchy, 
she still reveals her vulnerability publicly and acknowledges that for her to serve in the position that she has been called to, that she needs the strength of God in order to do that. For the then princess and now Queen Elizabeth, this realization that she needs God to give her the strength to serve was and is the very bedrock of her vocation. And so in her very first Christmas broadcast to the nation in 1952, she asked the nation, she said, pray for me, pray that God would give me wisdom, and this word again, strength, to carry out the solemn promises I shall be making, and that I may faithfully serve him and you all the days of my life. I think the very best tribute that we can pay to the Queen this morning gathered here in this place is to consider together for a few moments about what this means to faithfully serve and to rededicate ourselves to that call which is on all of our lives. Because it's true that nobody here will be called to serve in the same way as the Queen. We'll all be called to serve in certain ways. We'll all be called to do certain things in our families, in our communities, in our workplaces, in our churches. We're all called to do good works of service in those places. And it's a real privilege and it's a real joy to be called to do those things. In Ephesians 2 verse 10, it says, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. I always think that's really amazing, that God prepared these things for us, all of us, as individuals to do, even before we were born. There is a purpose on all of our lives. And sometimes we don't think of it as being anything terribly significant. But to God, it is significant because he created us to do those things. And he's given us the gifts to do them. And so when we serve, we should serve with a sense of purpose, but we should also serve with thanksgiving and with joy, knowing that we are honoring God and we should do so following Paul's advice in Colossians 3, where he writes, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart, as working for the Lord, not for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. Not amazing, you'll receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. So service then is not just a chore. Service is the work of God's people, the work of God's servants. And that's why in her coronation service all those years ago, the crown that the queen wore that day contained on it the symbol of the cross to show that she was serving a higher power and to recognize in front of the nation that Jesus Christ rules over the entire world. And the most sacred moment of a coronation ceremony is the moment when the anointing takes place. And in that moment, as happened with the present queen and will happen uh, with all monarchs, 
What happens is that the signs of royal status are removed from the individual. So the crown is removed, uh, whatever other uh, regalia they have with them that, that identify them as members of the royal family. In this private moment, all of that's taken away. And in this very simple but powerful moment, the archbishop will pray over that person and pray that God's Spirit would set that person apart or consecrate that person as God's servant. And that's the most important moment of that service. But imagine if all of us in our daily tasks, in the works of service that we are called to do and given the gifts to do, imagine if every single time we were to serve, we were to imagine, we were to tell ourselves, we were to remind ourselves that we are consecrated by God to do it, that we are set apart by God for his service, because that's what we are. And that should change us. That should change our attitudes. That should change our perspectives on life and on service. But more important than all of that, that has the potential to change the lives of the people around us. But as Jesus has told us, being a faithful servant will mean putting others before ourselves. Jesus says in Matthew 20, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first must be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. When we serve, we follow in the footsteps of Christ. So service is not about self. Christ's ministry was never about self. It was always about the emptying of self for others to point them towards the power, the strength, the glory, the dignity, the honor of God. It's the opposite of the type of leadership that modern culture recognizes. The Queen has referred to this quite a few times, uh, particularly in her Christmas messages uh, to the nation. Quite a few times she has referred to the story of the Good Samaritan, that story of the traveler who was mugged, who was left by the side of the road. And there were several important people who passed by and did not stop to help that person. And yet his neighbor did stop, cared for him, made sure he was being well looked after before he resumed his own journey. But for the neighbor who stopped, who took the time to stop that day, that demanded that the neighbor went out of his way and put the needs of the injured person ahead of his own needs and his own schedule. So serving God, serving others to the glory of God is, yes, a great privilege, yes, a great joy, but it can also be demanding. It can be demanding of our time. That's why we should always support those who serve should always support our leaders, should always get behind them, because all of this will take us outside our comfort zones. Even being a monarch with lots of power and lots of money and lots of connections and networks, even being a monarch does not shelter 
the queen from that reality. She has had to lead the way in pointing an entire nation to what it means to serve and to go the extra mile, for example, in striving for peace and reconciliation with the very people who have directly caused her pain and grief. And so in 2011, the queen explained that it was her faith that meant that she had to do difficult things like that. And she said, forgiveness lies at the heart of the Christian faith. It can heal broken families. It can restore friendships. It can reconcile divided communities. It is in forgiveness that we feel the power of Christ's love. Love, power, service. But sometimes the need to forgive can be a stumbling block uh, to these things. But God can work through all of that to great glory and to show his power uh, even more forcefully. Acts of service then are difficult. Acts of leadership are difficult, even for monarchs. And we cannot do them in our own strength. But here's the really important thing. We don't do them in our own strength. Because amazingly, we read in 1 Peter 4, verses 10 and 11, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as the one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides. So that in all things, God may be praised through Jesus Christ. I don't know about you, but I find that really encouraging. We are called to serve, and service can be difficult in whatever form it takes, but God will give us the strength that we need in order to serve, in order to do the particular tasks he gives us to do. And he does that through the gift of the Holy Spirit. Today is Pentecost Sunday, uh, when we give thanks for that gift of God's Spirit to uplift us, to sustain us, to carry us through everyday life, to sustain us in our daily lives, in our acts of service. And that's another really good reason for thanksgiving, for celebration uh, this particular weekend. And you know, I think there's something really important. We don't get these opportunities very often. We may not uh, for, for a long time again to think about these connections between service and the gifts of the Holy Spirit, because they are deeply connected. In our reading from John 14 today, Jesus gives us this wonderful promise that when we are his disciples, we won't be left to follow his teachings and carry out the tasks that he has given us on our own, because we wouldn't have the strength to do it. Jesus says, if you love me, keep my commands. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the spirit of truth. I love that word advocate in there, that God advocates for us. It's like a lawyer being an advocate. It's the one who pleads on your behalf. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you and he lives in you. The advocate lives in you. In all that you do, God is with you 
and in you and giving you the strength to do what he calls you to do. So this weekend, let us remember that Jesus assures us that the Holy Spirit helps us, advocates for us, gives us strength, fills us with the hope that we need to go through life. And all because God's Spirit lives in us, reminding us that God goes with us wherever we go. That God's Spirit advocates for us, cheers us on in whatever we are called to do. That is such an amazing gift. And it's such a life-changing reality. And it utterly changes how we live our lives. The Holy Spirit, I can imagine, was never more important to the Queen than on that day when she attended her late husband's funeral. You will remember the picture, that harrowing picture of the Queen sitting on her own, on her own in St. George's Chapel at Windsor. Nobody around her to comfort her, to hold her, to sustain her. To the world it looked like an utterly heartbreaking picture. And yet it wasn't that there was nobody around her to help her and comfort her and sustain her. It wasn't that she was on her own. Because what the queen would have known that day sitting there is that the spirit of God was with her. That she was in the presence of the living God with her, in her, comforting her, sustaining her and empowering her to get through that day of public grief, which must have been really, really difficult. So this morning we give thanks. We give thanks for the service of the Queen. But even more importantly, we give thanks to God that he creates each of us uniquely for particular works of service. And that in doing so, he equips us and sustains us by the power of his Spirit to do them. I wonder if sitting here today, you feel that we're getting to the towards the end of a year. We've come out of two very difficult years. There's been so many acts of service in so many ways that have been required of us uh, to help people through uh, the last few years. It's been difficult. Uh, and we've all got particular unique individual circumstances that make those last few years particularly difficult. And God knows about all of them. But I wonder as we sit here today, do you just feel that you need a little bit of, of that power and sustenance it might be for acts of service that you need to do in family situations. It might be for supporting or looking after a child at a difficult time. It might be caring for a relative in your family circle. It might be trying to build up a friend who's going through a really hard time at the minute. It might be trying to make a positive difference in a workplace. It might be trying to grow or sustain ministries that we are involved in and that means so much to us in our church life. Well, as we gather in a couple of minutes at God's table, we don't just remember that it's a place that commemorates an act of the ultimate service and the ultimate sacrifice, incredibly important as those things are. As we move forward with open hands, we don't move forward to a table. We move forward into the presence of the living God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. 
Nigel will declare in a few moments' time, the Lord is here, and we will reply in faith, His Spirit is with us. And so this morning, this morning, let's reach out to the power that comes from that Spirit. Let's approach God's table, yes, with outstretched hands, knowing He meets us there, knowing that His promise as we move forward is to strengthen and sustain us. So yes, open your hands to receive, but open your hands in thanksgiving. Open your hands to know and be assured that God is stretching back out to meet you in those open hands. Open your hands and be assured of the promise of the living Christ who has sustained the Queen over 70 years of service and who speaks to you today, saying those words that Christ says to us. Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. So do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you this morning for so many wonderful acts and examples of service that we know in our life, in our country, in our world. Father, I particularly want to thank you this morning for the so many wonderful ways in which people in this place serve, for the wonderful blessing uh, that that has been to me and to, to so many here for the acts of service that people do. And Lord, in so many occasions, they don't even know they're doing it. And they think they're small, insignificant acts of service. But to you, they are beautiful. And to those who receive, they are a blessing. Father, keep building us up in service, knowing, Lord, that we are pointing towards you, that we're pointing towards heaven, that we're pointing towards the values of heaven, that we're building your kingdom slowly but surely on this earth. And Lord, we thank you that as we serve, and yes, we acknowledge that there are times when it can be difficult and it can be wearisome, that Lord, you remind us today of the great truth that your spirit the living God is in us and with us, and we don't serve in our own strength. We serve because you give us the strength to serve. So, Father, help us to make a difference. Help us to know more fully the power and the presence of that spirit of the living God within us. And may we all be to your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's stand and worship together.